Gold Monday, presented by Superbook.com. Here's Stokely and Zach. So we just heard the How about new- the Nuggets last night? How about the Nuggets? No, I'm just <laughs> what about them? <laughs> um, no one played? We ju- no one did play. Uh, we just heard Sean Payton uh, for the first time as the new leader of the Denver Broncos franchise. There are so many different branches that are coming out of the trunk that just was that press conference that lasted three quarters of an hour. And we heard from Greg Penner, we heard from George Payton, but 90% was Sean Payton. And there was a lot of takeaways, and we're going to comb through them all uh, in detail here throughout the afternoon. But it felt like there was a singular sort of comment, sentence, that both of our heads snapped up. Yeah. And he was talking about... Um, I actually don't know what the jumping off point was of of him actually uh, referencing this and what the question was, but they were going down the culture road a little bit, and he was talking about um, that's kind of where they were going a little bit. But then he kind of just ventures off, like and and, and I want to hear exactly because I know you got your notes are a little bit with the with exact quote or more so than I do here. But um, he doesn't do anything by accident. He doesn't say anything by accident. You know, I mean that's obvious when he. He's like, yeah, the orange tie. That was that that meant something on Fox, and he talks about the attention to detail and and those types of things. And um, so it's not by accident that he brought this up. He made a point to bring up social media, yeah, and that how you should see less of it. Yeah, anonymous, anonymous work. That's what he said. Yep. He said anonymous work, and then he went on to talk about you know we don't need to be on social media a little bit less on social media. Um, so I think that's ultimately. A um, obviously, it's pointed towards Russ, but but towards the whole football team in yes. general because yes. that that is you know that's society today, and not saying the Broncos do it more than other teams, right? Or, or you know, I don't think that's the case at all. Um, but when you're losing, you know, you probably ought to do it a little bit less, and when you're the quarterback. Of that losing football team, you probably ought to do it a bit less than that. Yes, sir. And so that was definitely a message to the football team and a message to Russell Wilson. So I don't think you can, uh, and, and especially to, to Russ, I would say, right? Of a thousand percent. Russ, Russ, Russ became something more than a football player. Like it really, even what he was doing in Seattle got cranked from a seven up to an 11 in the same year where he has the most disastrous season of football that he's ever had as a human being, while we were ha- carrying the press conference, they put up a graphic of Russell Wilson, and they had like seven different stats. And it doesn't even, I'm not going to even go through what all what they were, but they're different just benchmark stats. You want me to go through them? You can. I took a picture of that thing. Because it was like, you know, red zone or completion or yards. And, and you know what the, the win-loss um, his career rank. This was his career rank. Win loss, worst ever, four and eleven, um, was because he didn't play every yep, start yep, every right, game. Right, um, right, right. Uh, total QBR, thirty seven. Total QBR of thir- uh, thirty seven, worst of his career. Completion percentage, 
61%. Worst of his career. Yards per dropback. Six even. 6.0. Wow. Worst of his career. Wow. Touchdown to interception ratio. 16 to 11. Worst of his career. There you go. So no matter what they put on the screen, it was worst, 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 worst. This happened in the same season where he cranked his social media and brand up to a new level. Created a slogan about his arrival in Denver. Uh, the the over the top marketing of every single pregame was sponsored. You know, Got a new store. G- 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 but you put in a new brick and mortar store in Denver before you ever played it down. You, you ever l- been there? You, no, you launched. A- I've been in it twice. Did you? Uh huh. You walk away with anything? No. Some nice stuff. Looking. No, I was looking, mostly Sierra stuff. Okay. Mostly Sierra stuff, but they do have a Russell Corner. Um, I was I was I was looking, but Sweet. haven't walked away yet. I will I will buy something. Sweet, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's right by the escalator there. It was it was so so it was it was a literal store. It was a literal slogan. It was every pregame sponsored. It was so it was pregame hype videos with music and sunglasses and chauffeurs coming and, out of it, London off yes. the bus with the glasses. Yes, and the, the Bose yeah. product launch. He literally launched a new marketing campaign called the Threes, based on the Seattle fan base. Just divided it in four, and the Twelves are now the Threes, and you label it. And this was all happening while he was playing the worst season of football ever. And if you don't think Sean Payton is all over this thing, the question that he was asked, because I pulled it up here, uh-huh. he was asked about turning around the 3-13 and 13 Saints. And he went on to say, look, I'm not into making predictions, but f- our fans here in Denver should now accept a certain, uh, expect rather, not accept, expect a certain type of culture. And we need anonymous donors, anonymous donors and less social media. And I do think he's thinking about Russ, but I'll tell you, Russ isn't the only one who, you know, logs online and creates problems for themselves, whether it's Mike Purcell calling out the fan base three times a year or Jerry Judy with his subliminal tweets or fill in the blank, you know, Broncos nonsense online. I just think if, when you're talking about a culture that has eroded, the on-the-field product is bad, the off-the-field stuff looks dysfunctional, and Sean Payton is hyper-aware of it all. Yeah, and uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, certainly he's aware of the social media presence of Russell, and he, when he's talking about just being an anonymous worker, you know, just go to work. You don't have to tell everybody you're working. Just go to work. We don't need to know every time that you're going to work, right? And so... Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and what it looks like this year for Russ. Do you think we see a big um, downtick from Russ in his social media post and his and his advertisement and how he goes about his brand? Do you think we see it really being pulled back this year? I do. I do, too. I, I do. do. I think he's a, a hyper-aware, and I think he has to be more hyper-aware now if he wasn't before, and I think there probably might be another conversation about it. Um, there, 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 there could be, but we talked about this last week, and we we went over the same question. Do you think we'll see less of some of the stuff from Russ? And I said, I think you'll see less without Sean Payton saying a word, that there's just certain types of leaders that walk in, and you just sort of take everything a little bit more seriously and bow your back was the way that I, where I phrased it. But now that guy is actually saying it. Yeah. Like, like that guy that... 
I thought Russ would taper off a little bit just because of Sean Payton's unequivocal voice at the top of football now. But now that guy is actually saying it into microphones. Yeah. You better figure it out quick. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it needs to be said. You don't want any gray area there where it's um, so I like it. Um, I think we all can appreciate that. And, you know, well, you know, when we have Brock Ewart, whenever um, he's not on vacation, when he does come on our show. Oh, my goodness. Um, what? Just 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 just. An unabashed shot on a Monday morning. Yeah, it's the guy, fun the to guy missed shot at Brock. one appearance all season long. <laughs> well, felt like a lot more than that, though. It did it felt like a lot more? Hey, felt, you, you keep felt, that same energy felt, through this off season. Felt like a lot more than that. Hey, I'm, I'm here today. I could be in Arizona, and I I didn't go golfing because because and Greg Penner, if it was because 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 Greg had to golf, I couldn't golf. Okay, but I showed up. And Stokely I put showed up for Stokely and Zach right. on the day right. that the new right. coach was announced. That's right. We should all be so That's lucky. Right. Thank I you did. so much, I did, Brandon. I'm co- hashtag grinder. I'm committed. Thank I'm committed. You, thank so, you so much. Uh, where was I on bashing Brock? Um, now you made me totally forget where I, where I, where I was on, on doing that a victory thing. lap of your presence <sighs> here. Right? With us. Yes. Yes. I mean, it was a tough decision, um, and I'm still regretting it a little bit. <sighs> I forgot where I was. So did he just say this off the mic? Uh, okay, so how about this? You talking about making people feel uncomfortable? Mm. You talking about changing a culture? You talking about what's normal and what's not in an NFL franchise for an NFL franchise quarterback? And I'm putting franchise in quotes, by the way. Sean Payton is doing some side questioning stuff, answering some questions. Romy Bean tweets, Sean Payton will be making a big change when it comes to Russell Wilson. Asked about Wilson having his own quarterback coach and staff in the building. Say, Peyton said that is, quote, foreign to him, and it won't be happening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right. hey, back yeah. to basics. Yeah. You know what? You know what I said, uh, and I've been saying, we need rookie Russ. Yeah, rookie Russ. You know, this, yes. like, when he, yes. just, like, yes. That's what he needs to go back to, and I remember I brought Heward uh, thought, but that's what he needs to go back to, just being rookie Russ, where you were a nobody. You didn't have an entourage. You didn't have a brand. All you did was go work. Right, you showed up and you competed for your job, and when you got the job, you didn't care how it looked. No, all you wanted to do was win football games and be successful. You know, it didn't matter if you're a big part of it, small part of it, little part of it, media, whatever it was. It was just Russ working and you know trying to be a winner, and all that other stuff didn't even exist. It wasn't. It didn't even exist. Nope. So we need rookie Russ again. And here's where I was going when I was talking about Brock Heward. You know, um, always being on vacation. Oh Lord. Brock said there was one person that held that could get Russ's attention and say, you know, hey, don't put that out there. Don't do this. This is not a good look. And that guy did pass away, yeah. right? So Brock didn't know yeah. if there was a guy uh, uh, in his group entourage um, that would that would you know say, Russ, no, 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 that's not cool. Let's not do that. Let's not put that hype video out after we just won five football games, right? That's not that's not a good look. Like he had your worst season ever. Could you imagine doing that on Sean Payton? By the way, oh. could you imagine Sean Payton, the leader of this football team, being the fate? You're the head coach of a five and twelve. Season and your quarterback's putting out a hype video within 48 hours after the final horn hits zero. Disaster. He would lose his mind. Disaster. Well, Sean Payton's that guy for Russ now. Sean Payton is the guy to tell Russ, no, 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 no. No, you don't need to put that out there. Yeah. That's too much. Yep. Like, we need to scale back here. 
right? And so I think we do have that person to really wake Russ up yeah. and see the light and, and really change things. And you know what? And you were talking about Trevor Moab, by by the way, okay. who was his, his, his sort of life coach, like yeah. off-field coach, all that. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's it is a one year trial for Russ. That's where this thing is at. And if Russ doesn't cook, Russ is out of the kitchen. He'll be gone. And they'll start they'll start the new process of looking for a quarterback next year for Sean Payton if Russ doesn't get his act together. And he knows that. He knows what he has riding on this thing. So I think Russ is going to be totally on board with everything that he hears and with everything that Sean says. And I think that's already been discussed between those two when they did have the conversations of, you know, and I I guarantee you Sean asked him about being coached hard and all those types of things. So uh, I think Russ will be on board, and I think he'll be receptive, hopefully. Yeah. uh, Because, look, you're not going to win a fight with Sean Payton. You're not going to win that battle. So you either get on board or you get off the ship. And that's the way this thing's going right now, and I absolutely love it. Me too. The lines are now no longer blurred. They're, they're, they're in Sharpie. Yeah. The lines. It's not, they're, they're not teammates. Nope. They're not teammates like Hackett and Russ were. Nope, and you're not an associate head coach either. So you're not teammates out on the field, and you're not in the coach's room either. And... I would find it hard to believe that Russ is going to be having Tuesday, his own Tuesday uh, state of the state of what do they call state of the union meetings where he's installing the offense the day before the coaches can't imagine stuff like that is going to be going on. Can't imagine. I can't imagine you're going to see a member of Russell's team in the facility wearing threes gear and not Broncos gear. You hate that. I absolutely hated it. I hated every second of it because this is all due respect to those guys because you can have a team. A lot of these people have teams in offseason, not maybe quite to the degree that Russ did. But they're all worried about the guy that's at the hub of that team. Yeah. This is not what this is about. It's nope. not about Russell Wilson. Maybe it was a year ago. That's not the way it is now. Things change. Yeah. It's, and it, it, This is – sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, back to the basics, back to the Broncos. Yeah. And this is the way it needs to be. You're exactly right. This is what – we have got to get in place if you want to have a chance to get Russ fixed and have a chance to be a winning organization. This is why we needed a grown adult, experienced head coach taking this job, right? A guy that has been there and done that and been through the fires, been through adversity, been through it all. He has seen it all, right? So um, this is why you needed a guy like that. Okay. There's no more buddy buddy. It's no more fifty fifty. It's like this is what we're doing, and you get on board or you get left behind. And this is what Broncos country needed. This is what they needed over there. You see health. This type of accountability. It's not just talked about. No. Right. It's yeah. put into action. Yes. And that's what I love. I don't know how many football games they're going to win next year. I don't know if it's going to be eight. Nine, seven. I don't know what it is, but I promise you it will be much better over there. There'll be a lot more accountability over there. We're going to see a lot different training camp. We're going to see a lot different approach. Oh, yeah. Doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect and all. I'm not saying that. Yep. I'm just saying things are headed in the right direction. Things are much better today than where they were, um, you know, two weeks ago. Very well said. Full cosign. Hard to hard to disagree. And here's the thing: when you're putting all that, I'm not I'm not going to make a prediction like a win total. But when you're doing all the stuff that you just said, you are going to win more games. Yeah. 
You are. Is it going to be two more games, three more games, four more? We just we don't know yet. But it wasn't the only time where he, I thought, was thinking about Russell Wilson as he said something. Because he was talking, he was asked about what are the comparisons when you took over in New Orleans around 2006. Is that the first year? I think it was 2006. But he's like, you're taking over this 3-13 and team. And he said a handful of stuff about, hey, when you're younger, you, you, you know, your level of gratitude doesn't exist the same uh, way that it does when you're older and you appreciate more. And he was talking about how you guys, hopefully as a media group, will get a better version of me than the early years of me in New Orleans, even though I can be challenging at some times. But, but during this you know, kind of soliloquy of comparisons between rebuilding the Saints and rebuilding the Broncos, he said it's not about throwing two something, uh, 200 and something yards. It's about winning, then win- winning again, and then going out and winning again. And again, I, I can't prove it, but Russ was a big part of the Broncos' problems this year. And the, the phrase that you've heard you know, Nate talk about it and Troy and sort of using the fun phrase, like it's not about Russ, it's about us. When he said that, it's not about throwing X amount of yards. Again, I just I, I picture him talking about Russell, thinking about Russell Wilson as he's saying that. And then when he's asked directly about working with Russ, this is what he said. Yeah, he did. And I, like when he called right away, I thought, man, I'm the last person that needs to get in trouble with the league. So I just, I, I, we chatted. I coached Russell in the Pro Bowl. And so it's a very small community where you get to know these guys. And he lives... He lives real close to Drew and Del Mar, and Drew had been, Drew's like, man, Russell is wearing me out. And I said, Drew, we're going to give you a little spot in the program. We'll call you Senior Assistant of Del Mar. You know, that's where Drew lives. Um, but, yeah, we spoke briefly. Spoke briefly. Obviously, Russ, Russ uh, reached out to him. Um, didn't seem like Sean wanted to actually acknowledge that conversation much. He's like, look, if anyone doesn't need to get in trouble with the league, it's me, which is – Kind of hilarious. It's like a yeah. I don't think he's not getting in trouble for that. I mean, the, the Saints would have to file tampering charges, and they're not filing anything. So I don't. Th- he's not worried about that. I think it was a joke. Sure. Um, and, and but I thought it was pretty good considering yeah. everything that he's been through right. with the league, yeah. which we talked a little bit the about. League still hates him, and I think the league leaked a lot of stuff about Sean Payton, which I think is so fascinating. I think they leaked a lot of stuff to a lot of different people, um, and I still think they, they they're bitter about Sean Payton and they don't like him. But that's just my when you say that. Thoughts. Are you talking about the most recent stuff that was coming out in the last couple of weeks, or you're talking about previously, like during Bounty Gate, or both? I think it's everything. Yeah, I think it's everything rolled up into one with the Bounty Gate stuff, and they suspended him for a year, and obviously he wasn't happy about that. So I think there's a lot of things uh, um, uh, why the league doesn't uh, like him, and I, I don't think that they wanted him to be the Broncos coach. But that's just my. Um, that's just my that's thoughts. That's your working there. theory. Yeah, kinda. that's just my thoughts there. Uh, but uh, going back to uh, wh- where we were there, I, I don't even remember how you teed up that, that, that audio. No, no, no. Him just, him, um, it, it, he didn't say it, you know, what, what I thought he was going to say there. It's just a different audio cut. We'll get to it later. But when he's saying, hey, saying about throwing for yards. Yes, yes. So I, I got a thought on that um, also is, I mean, you remember he already said, hey, you got to run the football. We want to run the football. And so, and then now he's saying hey, it's not about throwing for over 200 yards. So he's telling you what their approach is going to be. They're going to be a run heavy, run first football team to try to help Russ out. I mean, he's already given you some clues of what he thinks it's going to take to fix Russ. You're right. It's going to be a heavy run football team. Running the football, being a successful 
um, run-first football team is, I think, uh, the clues that he's given us here of what we are going to see next year from this football team. Now, obviously, it's easier said than done. There's still a lot of work to do. Oh, yeah. But I think his first thoughts here are, and how they're going to approach this, why they try to rebuild this thing, retool this thing, and, and to help Russ along is not to have Russ throw the football 40 times a game. It's about running the football, keeping things close, manage the football game, play great defense, make a few plays at the end, and let's try to win eight or nine games this year. Maybe get to 10. Who knows how it could work out? Like, and, and, and you don't know how it looks when it comes to the playoffs in that type of situation. But I think those are the clues he's given us on what we should see and how he views trying to get Russ fixed. Wow. I, you know what? Um, I already knew this was going to happen because this oftentimes does happen at the introductory press conference. You can get a little bit fired up. Yeah, right. But what's different about this is I'm hearing from a guy who's already done this, who's already taken over a 3-13 and operation and, and in short order made him a Super Bowl contender, made him a division winner almost annually, made him a playoff contender almost annually, where in the past it was you could be excited, but you're kind of using your imagination. There's evidence. There's here. evidence. That's, yes. that's, that's the word you're looking for. There's evidence here that he has done it. Those other guys, we're just hope, hoping, optimism. Just for optimism's sake. Right, change. Yeah. There's something different than the last guy you hated. There's facts. There's facts. To back up Sean Payton. Right. And that's why they needed a guy like Sean Payton, a guy with experience. Um, and he's, he's look, if you want a guy to try to turn around a place, and, and what he did in New Orleans, you know, I grew up down there. That, that place was a dumpster fire. And they had a few good years um, when Vic was around yeah. there, you know. And um, But I remember asking, you say, you grew up down there. Like, yeah. you, you, you were a Saints fan. You're like, no, they no. stunk. Yeah, they're they go for the Saints. They're the Aints, right? You know, it's like you didn't have many games on TV, but you always, you know, one of them was the Saints. Like, golly, you know, if it wasn't blacked out or whatever. Right. Uh, so, uh, I, look, this guy's done it all. I mean, he really has done it all, and um, so I, I just that, that's that's why I'm excited about it. I think that's that's the point you're you're, you're making here is we don't have to project. And, and point this to that dot to this to that and say, oh, that's why he's got the facts. He's got the evidence to back it all up. And apparently Sean Payton did a post-press conference scrum that we have boots on the ground for. Cecil Lammy says there's some juicy details to come from that. He'll, he'll join us a little bit later this afternoon in studio. You're not going to want to miss that. But when Payton was asked what is a non-negotiable from his end, in rebuilding this five-win football team, I thought the first words that he uttered were very interesting. We'll go over it coming up next. It's Reaction Monday, presented by Superbook.com. Here's Stokely and Zach. We're reacting to Sean Payton's introductory press conference that we concluded just keep more and more and more. Sorry, Zach, we're just getting more though. It, it concluded uh, in the public forum that we uh, took live here uh, on the fan at the top of the show, but then separately on the side, he did uh, so, some more interviews with some local media members. Cecil Lammy was there. You're not going to want to miss it. Cecil's going to join us next next segment. Um, Hard to imagine he would be even less guarded than he was during the presser because he didn't have he, – he said about three or four things that I'm like, huh, he doesn't give a damn. Nope. He's not playing around. Nope. He's got nothing to hide. Nope. No PR spin to be had. None. It's just Sean. Yeah, he's just being real, and he's being open, and he's just – 
He's just telling you how it's going to be, how it was, how it is, and all. But there's there was no coach speak. No, you know he wasn't trying to hide anything. He was really open and with everything that he said. So I really like that, you know. And and I put that down in my notes. Uh, he, he's not guarded, and he wasn't at all. And so I uh, I really I really like that, and and I appreciate that. And I think we're all going to appreciate that around here. Now we'll see how it progresses. But in this opener here. And with the stuff off on the side, everything that he is saying, I think, is he's just he's just spitting the truth, yep. the facts about the situation. And I uh, I love it. I love it. He was asked. You like that? I've, of course. Do you like that? You like that? I mean, it's, it's hard not to. Why? Especially it's for hard. us. Yes. We want stuff. We yes. want the truth. Yep. We don't want just coach speak yep. and coach talk. Yep. It's like, okay, but, but this guy, you know why? He's comfortable. He's a grown-ass man. He's been there, done that. I'm not worried about what y'all are saying about this and that or if I mispronounce this word or that word. Like He's like, I don't even have notes this time. I'm just going to talk. So he's not, you know, he's comfortable with who he is and what he's done. So he doesn't have to be cautious with his approach. Right. Like when you're a first-time coach, you're, yes. always, you're worried about oh, all these different yeah. things. And oh, like yeah. what I say here, like I don't want to mess up here. Getting coached up. Right. He This Sean Payton, No. That's why. I love it. Love it. Love I it. absolutely love it. He was asked, um, are there non-negotiables? Are there non-negotiables? And you know what the first words that he uh, he referenced? What? Law and order. Law and order. Law and order. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? That's what this organization needs right now. Think about this. Think about this. The past year and a half of Denver Broncos football. We've seen guys fight each other at practice. We've seen multiple. Yeah, that, you know, that, that happens. That happens. Do, 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 does the general manager have to pull one of the captains out of the building after a fight to c- come back into practice because he doesn't listen to the coaches? I mean, that stuff, that stuff it's, it's a lot of guys. But oh, go ahead. That's Sorry. one puzzle piece. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, know, laying, I'm laying puzzle pieces I down. I know. I can't wait for this, this puzzle to come together. Multiple players arrested off the field. For both, you know, like kind of minor stuff, but also a little more serious stuff. You had guys run roughshod on social media, on the fans, on their own coaches. You've had, you know, a quarterback that is so, you're talking about fighting a two-front war, trying to be a football player and a, a, a megastar. You got, like, just, this has been a rather chaotic situation. Okay. Uh, you got guys on the sideline. Got guys on the sidelines shaking their head. Melvin. Yeah, right? yeah. You got the Melvin stuff. You got you got backup quarterbacks challenging guards who wants to now fight them. Come do something. Come do something. Like, wait, what? You got you got p- players screaming at Russell Wilson right behind the coach's ears. He's acting like he's not doesn't hear it. I mean, there's been some funny stuff like going on around here. <laughs> Welcome to Broncos land. Yeah. So so when you ask, hey, what are some non negotiables? And, and two of the things that he said right out of the gate, law and order and unselfishness. Yep. He said, I'm not too familiar with what's been going on around here lately, but we're knocking the rearview window, window off. We're only looking forward. And he said, sometimes new thoughts and enthusiasm doesn't always translate. That's Nathaniel Hackett, in my opinion. New thoughts, new ways to coach. Ah, new guy, coach for the coach. We got 37 coaches. All new ways to YouTube. Uh, it's like sometimes that and enthusiasm just doesn't translate. Law and order, selfishness, back to the basics. Yeah, and, you know, the rearview mirror thing, um, knocking that thing off is like, hey, okay, what's happened's happened. 
right? We're not going to um, – everybody's starting with a clean slate here, you know, with the players and everyone, and we're just going to judge you by what we see with your actions yep. moving forward. Yep. So all that stuff that happened in the past, that has nothing to do with this, with me as Sean Payton and this coaching staff. And so, hey, everybody's starting fresh here, and that's usually the approach from, from, from most new coaching staffs here and um, when, when they get the job. Not all, uh, certainly, uh, but I like that approach, and certainly, yes – Someone has to be the boss, and someone has to do the dirty work sometimes, and someone has to make people uncomfortable, right? That's, that's what it's all about. You know, we're, we're in the day and age where everything has to be so fair, and everyone has to be comfortable with everything that everyone does, right? Or it's, 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 it's the biggest deal ever. And that's, that's, not, that's not how it should work, right? And that's not how it should work in the NFL, it's 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 about being uncomfortable. It's about fighting for your job. It's about doing the right things. And if you're not doing the right things, you're gone. We'll find someone else that will. So uh, Sean Payton gets it, and um, I loved it. I thought it was great. After the press conference, Sean Payton made himself available to some of our media members here in Denver, and the stuff that came out of that little scrum was pretty stinking juicy. We'll get to it coming up next. It's Reaction Monday, presented by Superbook.com. Here's Stokely and Zach. So after the press conference ended, Sean Payton stepped aside and made himself available for more questions. From the, uh, you were there, yes. and what's coming out of that side media scrum is uh, picking up traction just as much as the press conference itself. What, yeah. what, what did you learn down there? What I learned down there, Sean Payton is all about details, like he's all about business. It feels so great, guys, to have an adult in the room, and it's so such a difference and a breath of fresh air compared to what we got from Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, the two biggest things from the scrum after the press conference were DMAC's question about having other people in the building, which he had said, like, oh, that's not going to happen. That's foreign to him. It's not going to happen. And it's, we'll have that audio for you here we'll have that audio. We have the full scrum audio as well, so all of these questions, because he said so much more after the presser, and he said a lot during the presser. And then the other thing was he also talked about his uh, efficiency as a play caller, and he's like, I anticipate the fans won't be counting down the play clock for us. So, you know, some nice personality there from Sean Payton. Yeah, no, that was uh, it was it was great. I mean, over overall, what it sounded like to me, like the one one big takeaway was um, I'm trying to find it here in my notes. Uh, see, so when he was talking about um, he wants anonymous work, yes, and less social media, yeah, just just anonymous work. And to me, that was a message, you know, to the whole football team, but mainly to his quarterback, Russell Wilson. What did you make of that? Right. I agree with you wholeheartedly. There were so many instances where he's talking about Russ, isn't he? I think he's talking about Russ, and that was the case, I think, with the social media thing. I think it was also just an emphasis to the team, right? Last year we had behind the Broncos, which was very well produced, and we see George Payton, what he packs in his luggage. And I'm like, I don't need to see any of that. 
Okay, that's all garbage. That's all fluff. I need football. And what they do in the regular season, which Peyton said more than once, is how they will be judged. Yep. That's what matters yep. most. So less of the social media. And this whole thing, I love the way Walton Penner did this. And I put it out on Twitter to much controversy. Nobody knew what was going to happen except one national guy. That's it. There's one guy that Greg Penner talks to. Everyone else was guessing. And I, I think it's great that they're so buttoned up in how they do their work because it's football. We don't need to see everything on social networking. Get your ass to work, and you know that's what Sean Payton's going to do now. Well, yeah, it, it feels like there is um, a, thor- a, a new authority figure in the building, but at the same time, he also went out of his way to say, people have framed me as a tyrant that I want to control everything. That's not the way that I actually am. There's a myth. That's what he said. There's a myth. Yes, that I'm a tyrant. That that I'm a tyrant. And I think that relates, and we'll have our own dedicated conversation here shortly about George Payton and what is his standing with the organization, because I think that is as fascinating as any topic non-football player that the Broncos have right now. Yes. But what did you take away when it was like, hey, maybe George and I's offices need to get closer because we're wearing out a track between the two. We're going back and forth and they just talk all the time. Are, are you buying that, 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 that collaboration? Or do you think that ultimately at some point in the next year, Sean Payton fully grabs the wheel of football? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was George Payton that said that. Maybe our offices need to be closer. And I was like, George, is easy. Like, maybe this girl really likes me. Do you like me, girl? Like, do you really like me? Check yes or no. I mean, George Payton, it looked looked kind of sad up there, honestly, because he didn't say anything for the first 25 minutes. They barely went to him. And I do believe it was George Payton that said that about the offices being moved closer because I took a mental note. I was like, oh, that's a projection, right? Hey, coach, we need to work together, coach. Like, George Payton, you need to be good at your job. Okay, we need to stop falling all over ourselves because he found Pat Sertan. Hey, that can't-miss guy that totally everybody knew was a can't-miss prospect, he hit on him, guys. That's not scouting. That's not finding anything. Like, you picked the safest player in the draft in Pat Sertan. Fantastic player. We all love him, but George Payton needs to be better. So, Mickey Loomis is damn good. Damn good. And people will remember the 2017 draft because they got Marshawn Lattimore, oh, yeah. Ryan Ramschek, yeah. Alvin Kamara, and Trey Hendrickson, who I saw down at the Shrine game. and said, this guy's like Derek Wolf. All apologies to Wolfie. He's better than Derek Wolf." And that was four picks in that draft to, you know, kind of cement the trajectory for the Saints after all those, what, seven or nine seasons? It was like three in a row, seven or nine. How are you going seven or nine with Drew Brees? That draft propelled them. That's because Mickey Loomis is really good at his job. And Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis had a great working relationship. Payton and Payton now need to establish that. But George Payton's got to get better at what he does. Stop missing on the Tariq Woolens, Isaiah Pacheco's. I sound like a broken record, but that's what he needs to do in order to work well with Sean Payton, who will not stand for anything less. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious who's in charge of the football side of things now. And you know, you're right, Cease. I mean, he look, he's just got to have a better offseason. Got to have a do a better job in free agency and got to do a better job in the draft. And if you do that, look, you'll be around. Like y- y'all be best friends, he just like just, him and Mickey Loomis. He could wake up and breathe and have a better off season than he did a year yes. ago. Yeah, uh, but it's not but, just about no. being you know better, going from an F to a you know D plus. I mean, you need to bump <laughs> that thing up. We need to we need to get a B or an A here. Uh, so and then and then you'll be good buddies. Yeah. But if you're not producing and you're not giving him the talent doing your job, then you know what? Um you probably won't be around 
after this uh, following year. So what, what uh, Cecil, after hearing everything from Sean Payton, what, do you, what are your expectations for the Denver Broncos? I know it's early, got a lot yeah. uh, still to happen, but are you more excited, uh, more optimistic? Where are you at? Well, I hate to say this, but I think I'm in love. Like, I love Sean Payton. Yeah. I absolutely love Hard what not he said. to, right? It's hard not to because he hit on the nail on the head on everything. We're going to craft our scheme based on what our players do. And it sounds revolutionary, and it's so simple, but so many coaches have ego, and the ego they can't put aside because it's my system, and it's my work, and it's my world. Sean Payton's like, what do you do good? Let's do that. What do you not do good? Let's not do that. And that's how they're going to build it, and that makes me excited. And uh, you, You've been living around here for how long? Been a Broncos fan for how long? Uh, my whole life, I've yeah, lived in Broncos. Exactly. Country. How did you um, react to when he just – out of the blue, he's like, I'm picking the Eagles. Yeah. He's like, I don't want anybody in our division to win. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. So, like, you know, you being here for as long, and you compare that to, to, to what Hackett was saying right. about the I can't Chiefs say anything bad the, about the, the Raiders. Or whatever. Right. I don't hate them. You know? What? Yeah. So, no. so this polar opposite, what would you make of that? Yeah, well, he even said that for the Fox thing, because he still has some Fox responsibilities left, he told him, like, because he's going to be in the Eagles locker room. He's like, don't put me in the ch- – I don't think Andy would like that. Right. So that was part of that post-presser scrum where he's like, yeah, I'm going to be in the Eagles locker room because I already told him, like, yeah, I don't think Andy would like me being in the ch- – but I love it, man. And it's so opposite of Hackett who is just like, I'm having fun and happy fun baby star. And, like, I can't say anything bad about the Chiefs. <laughs> happy fun baby star. Yeah, that's Can, all can you gone. give me a background on that real quick? <laughs> what is what Happy is fun from? baby star is, is uh, the Hardy's logo. Oh, you know, that little oh okay, yes, yeah, the Hardys. Happy fun baby yes. star. Yes. So okay. that's what – Nathaniel Hackett was, right? right. He's like, it's, uh, you feel good. It's happy, fun, baby star. But, like, business is here. It's time to get to business, and that's what Sean Payton's going to do. When he was asked about the Raiders, I, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and cross-reference, but I'm 90% sure Hackett said, I don't have room in my heart for hate. Like, dude, you're being asked about another football team. Right. Like, and play Raiders. along for a second. Right. You're Just not play it up. Right. You're not asking for their execution. Yeah. Like you're you're asking me and ask about the silver and black. Yeah, like, we hate the Raiders. Like, you yes. can't like go along for a little bit. Right. I don't even like going to Vegas now because of the Raiders yeah. are there. Let's not get carried away. Yeah. I'll still go to Vegas now. Yeah. Come on, jeez. <laughs> uh, great stuff. Cecil Lammy, uh, as always, man. We'll catch up with you. Was there you. anything else? Sorry, but, but uh, real quick, that you, you, big takeaway for you real quick before we let you go? A big takeaway is that Sean Payton is going to work with Russell Wilson and everybody else the exact same way. Okay. And I think part of what you guys, Stoke, you players love is when everyone's treated the same. Peyton Manning... Treated the same as everyone else because the expectations are the same for everyone. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> See, I, I didn't have someone carrying like a trash bag full of cold ones behind me after a game. <laughs> well, like he did. So, yeah. but everyone's uh, treated a little bit different. Uh, Cecil Lammy, great stuff as always. We'll catch up with you a little bit later in the week. Start talking drafts. Start mm-hmm. turning the page a little bit. Uh, really looking forward to Thanks, that. Cease. Thank you guys. Okay, how did Sean Payton react when DMACT asked him? about Russell Wilson's people being in the facility. You do not want to miss this. We'll play it for you next.